everybody, and welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. We are halfway through the week, the week without sports. I'm your host once again, Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here. As always, keeping a good social distance from everybody as we try to continue providing some fresh Penn State content and, in these times, some non-Penn State content because we want to try and fill the show with some entertainment, some information, and just help you get through the void of the world without sports right now. That's just where we are right now in this society, but we're going to continue moving forward. And if you appreciate the show and want to help your show with the support, you can go ahead and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app, such as iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, we're on there. So make sure you subscribe, rate and review. We genuinely appreciate the feedback, and it does help with the promotion on those various podcasting apps. So we appreciate any support you want to lend us uh, moving forward. And of course, we always want you to be a part of the show and feel like you are a part of the show by connecting with us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Send us your questions, send us your comments. We'll move them into a spot on the show in an upcoming episode. And you can also check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. We're also on YouTube, so if you want to get some select audio clips from these podcasts and past episodes, we have that on the YouTube channel as well. So just go to YouTube and search for Locked On Nittany. We should pop right up. Go ahead and give a subscription over there. Totally free to subscribe, by the way. Let's just put that out there. But we've got some interesting things to get into. We'll have some fun in today's episode. So let's go ahead and get started. Unfortunately, it seems as though we've gone through a few episodes where we're starting off by taking a look at some of the latest cancellations and postponements from around the world of sports and whether or not they have a direct impact on Penn State as far as an athletics program uh, standpoint is concerned. It varies, but it's just kind of interesting to, just to see some of the latest uh, announcements that have been made. Of course, previously, the Big Ten officially shut down all spring athletic competitions, uh, no spring football, no spring uh, sports in session, uh, no championships uh, for the spring, of course, uh, echoing what the NCAA uh, put out as their mandate uh, for the foreseeable future. And that's unfortunate for so many reasons. Uh, the ACC and the SEC on Tuesday uh, officially came out and they shut down everything for the spring as well, including spring football, which of course in is not as big of a deal throughout the ACC as it is in the SEC because uh, as we see in the Big Ten with schools like Ohio State and Nebraska and of course Penn State, the spring game can be a really big draw for a lot of schools down in the SEC. Every year I've been tracking spring football game attendance for a while now, and you always get those schools I mentioned in the Big Ten uh, among the top schools out there. But a good handful of the SEC schools always drive in uh, tens of thousands of fans for their spring games, like Alabama and Auburn. Georgia, of course, is always a big draw. Uh, Kentucky has been making uh, some moves as far as their spring game attendance is concerned as well. Tennessee can be a pretty decent uh, attraction as well. So uh, not having a spring game is a pretty big deal. And again, this just kind of is expected. We kind of saw this all coming for a while now. The more and more the sports leagues and the different organizations were responding to this uh, coronavirus outbreak, uh, the pandemic, uh, as it is uh, currently being stated. Uh, you know, sports are going to be secondary for a while now until some of this stuff gets a little bit more under control and we can get back into a little bit of a normal day of life. 
and of course uh, you got to put that social distance on everybody you got to take responsibility and, and ensure the the best health conditions and safety conditions for everybody involved and you know putting together football practices and certainly gathering uh, thousands and upon thousands of fans for a spring game probably not the best idea right now now the ACC and the SEC officially make I think every power conference is on the same page at this point with the shutting down of all spring f- uh, athletic competitions and um, obviously that means no spring football no spring football games which means we're not going to see any real football uh, practices until at some point during the summer and we don't know when that's going to be uh, we're going to get into uh, kind of a related topic that I was discussing on Twitter and I think I mentioned in yesterday's podcast as well as far as it relates to media days and what that could potentially mean. We're going to talk about that in the next segment, but this is just uh, the, the latest developments that we've seen uh, regarding this COVID-19 response from the world of sports. So the ACC and the SEC, no spring football uh, at all uh, in addition to other spring competitions as well. Uh, and just something to keep in mind, as you know, as I said before, I still think we're going to see uh, the college football schedule uh, for the fall stay intact. I don't think there's any suggestion right now that all the stuff is going to be lingering in into late August, early September. Obviously, that can change. We'll see. What, but as of now, uh, it does seem as though a lot of that's going to be uninterrupted, which would be good because that may be the first time we can get a sense to get backing into some kind of a normal routine as far as our sports lives are concerned. And that, that'll be refreshing, supposing that everything can stay on track. But now we're seeing other events uh, from the world of sports are moving back. And we're going to see the Kentucky Derby going down on, I guess, September 5th, I think was the day. I don't know if that was made official or not, but uh, that was certainly the, the word. So we're going to have the Kentucky Derby scheduled for the opening weekend of college football, the full opening weekend of college football, because, of course, there will be that week zero. Uh, in the, the week before September 5th, uh, whichever date that falls on. Uh, but September 5th, the weekend of September 5th, will be your first official full floated, fully loaded uh, weekend of college football. So you're now going to add on the Kentucky Derby. Looks like the Masters is going to be pushed back to a date to be determined uh, potentially in the fall, uh, in October, which uh, is really lining up for a loaded a loaded fall sports season not only would you have uh college football but of course you have the nfl and uh, of course uh, the baseball playoffs assuming that we're going to get baseball (laughs) and of course now you're going to get the masters you're going to get the kentucky derby uh who knows what else we may have i mean the way things are going we may be getting the nba playoffs (laughs) in september who knows what's going to happen there uh, but it's all it's all just kind of uh, daily reactions, lots of updates on a daily basis. We're trying to stay on top of it for you. And again, not a lot of those latest developments are really going to impact Penn State as far as we can see. Uh, but in our next segment, we're going to talk about the idea of conference media days and try to dig a little bit deeper into that and you know what could potentially be happening as we get closer and closer to that part of the offseason schedule. I don't think we have to worry about this too much just yet, but looking further down the road as we look forward to the upcoming 2020 college football season, one of the first steps after spring football, which of course is going to be non-existent this year, is the conference media days. Every conference has these, and they're typically within the same two or three week span of time in the middle of July, late July, sometime in July. And I don't have the dates in front of me, but I think they're all already tentatively scheduled. 
But of course, with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, what's going to happen with those media day events? I think it's just something to just to keep an eye on. And again, this doesn't really dramatically impact what's going to happen in the fall, but it is something that could cause a little bit of a disruption as far as our preseason coverage is concerned. Again, the point of the media days, it, it probably goes back years and years and years when you didn't really have access to the internet, but you get all the media from around your conference to gather in one spot and they get a chance to interact with the coaches and players and in some cases assistant coaches, maybe athletic directors from all over the conference. So you obviously get your beat reporters that cover the teams. They're going to be there specifically to cover your specific team. Obviously, if you're a Penn State fan, you're probably going to catch uh, David Jones, uh, Rich Garcella, Ben Jones, of course. You're going to get all those guys, Audrey Snyder from The Athletic. Uh, you're going to get them all covering Penn State inside and out. And, and that's great. They do a terrific job. There's no question about it. And the Media Day event is a fantastic opportunity to do that because while Penn State does have their own media day, and of course these beat reporters are always on the scene for those weekly press conferences, there's just something different about a media day event. I've been fortunate enough to be to a number of media day festivities before back in the ACC and uh, the Big East slash the American Athletic Conference. I've been to a bunch of those media days in the past. I haven't been to the Big Ten one just yet. It is on my bucket list. I think it's going to happen someday. Uh, it's not going to happen this year, but uh, they're, they're all basically the, the same idea. Obviously, they're going to be run a little bit differently. Certainly, the SEC makes it a four-day extravaganza. But it, the, the core of the Media Day event is getting a chance not just to attend a press conference and ask questions there, but the more informal approaches. You know, I think uh, the Big Ten and the ACC, they both will have coaches and players just kind of sit at tables and you know, reporters can gather around them. And it's a little bit more of an open conversation in many respects. And obviously, if you get some one-on-one -on -one interviews, that's even greater too. So uh, the, not being able to have those opportunities for that kind of exposure it's a little bit of a limiting factor, I think, as far as the preseason coverage is concerned. Again, I don't think it's going to make a too dramatic of an impact. I still think you're going to get a ton of great preseason content. But how these conferences respond to this and how these conferences organize their media day festivities is going to be pretty interesting. Because I don't think that if this stuff is still going on into the summer... I'm not so sure we're going to see all of the media days as we've come to know them, at least this year. I think there will be some interesting changes, especially for a conference like the Big Ten. They hold these Big Ten media day events in the city of Chicago. And obviously, uh, the ACC is down in, I think, Greensboro, North Carolina still. And the SEC has been, they've been in Alabama. I think they're in Atlanta this year. Uh, I think they do that at the College Football Hall of Fame. So you're getting a lot of people travel into these media events in big cities and obviously you've got all of your representation from throughout the conference gathering so there's lots of travel involved and i think this year probably more likely than not we're going to see a little bit more of a virtual media day uh festivity and i think that's something that the sunbelt actually did a very good job of streaming their coverage and kind of uh, reduced the need to travel to something like the sunbelt media days so I think it would not surprise me that if we start to see those plans start to come together for some of these conferences, especially the power conferences, 
Um, you know, maybe there will be a little bit more reluctance to do that from a conference like the Big Ten and the SEC uh, because those can become really big events. And obviously, if you can go forward with them, they probably would like to. But there is uh, certain factors that could prohibit them from doing so if this stuff continues to linger on for the next few months. So hopefully that's not going to be the case. Hopefully this stuff will start to be under control and we do get back to a little bit of a rhythm uh, before the month of July rolls around. But the, the thing is, you need to make those decisions before July because you can't just cancel it at the last minute, I, I don't think, uh, because there's lots of planning and lots of reservations. There's lots of uh, stuff that goes into preparing for those events. And the people that are attending those events are making plans. So you would like to have that all sorted out as far in advance as possible. Now, I don't think they need to make any decisions just yet. But that's one of the things that I think as these conferences continue to evaluate what's going on in the real world and figure out what's best for everybody involved, I seriously believe that we'll start to see those conversations start to creep out a little bit and become a little bit of a discussion point. And I do think that we could prevent uh, seeing uh, a different kind of a media day. And I think uh, as I was, I was talking to a buddy, Corey Hunter on Twitter uh, at real hunt dog 23, uh, always talking some good Penn state stuff with him on Twitter. And he kind of questioned me. He's like, why not do a virtual uh, media day? And I think that that's a great idea. I think that's where we're going to be heading. I think you can do these things for at least one year by using uh, video teleconferencing. You can have conference calls. I know it's, it loses something from a media standpoint, but I think as far as uh, what's the best case scenario, should we get to that point, it's certainly doable and it is certainly something that could be uh, executed very pretty well. And I don't think it would uh, be a major problem. I think we could have a virtual media day event and you know maybe that kind of opens things up and allows the fans a chance to interact with it well i think you could do it in other things obviously you can stream it on youtube maybe you can take some questions from youtube maybe you have the live twitter uh, q a uh, i think you can maybe experiment with twitch you know find a new audience or just put it on as many platforms as you possibly can and have people monitoring that and maybe you can open things up a little bit and maybe it'll be more entertaining I don't know. I don't know what the perfect solution here is, but I do think that having hundreds of people, up to thousands of people gathering in one city and traveling from across the country, probably not the greatest idea this year. So as we move forward with these podcasts, I'm going to regularly reach out to you guys on Twitter at LockedOnNittany and on my personal Twitter account at KevinOnCFB. And I'm going to plead for you guys to send me some topics and some questions and some uh, ideas that you want to have me talk about on the podcast. Because let's face it, we've got content time to fill. Now, we do have a good number of themes that are going to be coming up on the podcast very soon. Very excited about that. It's going to be happening across the Locked On Podcast Network. So we will have a lot of good stuff coming up for you. But every now and then, if we don't have sports to talk about, then I'm going to need you guys to help me out a little bit. And we're going to help make this show something that you guys help create. So I want to get your ideas for what you want me to talk about in a certain segment. So if you see me on Twitter saying, hey, I need something to talk about, shoot away your best idea for a topic. And I'm going to throw it into the mix because this show is going to be uh, for you guys and it's going to be partly by you guys as well now i did that before i went ahead and recorded this episode and my good buddy brandon cavanaugh over at 
eight laces on Twitter. Uh, he gave me this idea. It's a hypothetical situation, but hey, who knows? Maybe it could happen someday. Here's the situation, right? As uh, explained by Brandon, a five-star football player has whittled his choices from 50 down to two. It's between Penn State and Nebraska. Scott Frost and James Franklin take their in-home visit, but can only say positive things about the other guys to help make their case. What do they say about the other coach or program? Now, I'll we'll take this strictly from the Penn State James Franklin point of view and kind of reflect over on what to say about Scott Frost in Nebraska. And I thank Brandon for this because I think it would be a pretty fun segment to throw into the mix and kind of just spitball around the entire Big Ten, maybe even some other conference opponent or non-conference opponents as well. Because this is a pretty cool conversation as we're going to continue to take a look around the Big Ten. So what would you say if you're an opposing coach like James Franklin, what would you say about one of your peers? Scott Frost in Nebraska hasn't exactly had the best go of things in his short time back in Lincoln where he played football and graduated. Uh, He is a Nebraska kid born and bred uh, and his uh, success has not quite translated yet in the win column. And I think if you're James Franklin, you look at Scott Frost and you say, look, you know, things may not be going well, but things weren't going well for me all the time either. And I think you look at Scott Frost and you see he's a guy that has a plan. And I think if you give that plan time to mature and you give him time to do the recruiting that is necessary in, in order to get Nebraska to play at the high competitive level that they are trying to accomplish, I think good things can still happen. I, I don't think Scott Frost is a dummy of a coach. Uh, there's no way I can say that when he did what he did at UCF after his short time as an offensive coordinator at Oregon. The guy has an offensive mind, and if you give him the right tools to work with in time, Nebraska's going to be a pretty fun program to watch, and I genuinely believe that, and I've always thought that. I thought Scott Frost going to Nebraska was as much of a slam dunk as Nebraska could have had. I will put it that way. I think it's a perfect fit, and I think it's too perfect to fail. So I think if if you're an opposing coach, you look at Scott Frost, and yeah, you know things haven't instantly changed for the better at Nebraska. Uh, they are not the the Big Ten West favorite that a lot of people think that they should be. And I don't know if we should say that Nebraska should be the favorite anymore. I think Wisconsin has proven that uh, they are the class of that Big Ten West division. And of course, the the rest of that division has gotten a little bit tougher. You know, Northwestern had a down year last year, but it's still a team you don't typically want to play. They can be a thorn in everybody. And of course, we'll get in Peyton Ramsey. They're going to be a little bit better offensively this year too. And, of course, Minnesota, we saw what they did last year. I don't think P.J. Flex slowing down. But as far as Nebraska is concerned, I don't see anything that's really stopping them from being one of the top teams in that Big Ten West once Scott Frost really has full uh, uh, assembly of that program. You know, you know, recruiting takes a little bit of time to get everybody on the same page. A lot of young talent there. I think he's got his quarterback in Adrian Martinez. And I think that Nebraska is going to be a fun team to watch in 2020. And I think that they are certainly capable of taking that next step very soon. And when they do, I think it's going to be a pretty big step. You know, I think they are going to go from a team that has just missed postseason eligibility to a team that is going to be competing with Wisconsin for that Big Ten West division. I don't think it's going to be a small step forward. I think when they take that next step, it's going to be a pretty big one. I'm not saying it's big enough to take on Ohio State and dethrone them for the Big Ten championship. But they are certainly going to be ready to compete for a Big Ten West very, very soon. And I think it's going to happen this year. I think we're going to start to see that step this year. I think that it's a a dangerous team that Scott Frost is putting together. 
and it's certainly one that's going to be uh, much appreciated by, I think, the faithful in Lincoln. So, yeah, and if I'm James Franklin, I'm looking at Scott Frost, and I see a guy that has a plan. He's working on building that plan, and I think as that plan comes together, you're going to see some sustained success once again out of Nebraska. That's been my take on Scott Frost. Let me know what you guys think. What do you think about Scott Frost in Nebraska? Are you keeping an eye on what Nebraska does? Obviously, it's not the same Nebraska program it once was, but as I said, I think it's a team that should be fully capable of competing for the Big Ten West Division on a pretty regular basis. Maybe not every season, but they should be one of the top teams in that conference or in that division, and I think that they will get there uh, in pretty soon time. And I think uh, anyone who was expecting it to happen overnight was probably a little bit misguided. They probably also thought that Tom Herman was going to turn Texas into a national champion in year one. So these things take time. I think James Franklin has proven that at Penn State. I think Scott Frost is going to continue to prove that at Nebraska. But let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on Twitter with our podcast handle, at LockedOnNittany. And, of course, you can check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Again, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out Locked On Big Ten for continuing coverage of the Big Ten Conference in all athletic venues. Uh, Even though there's nothing going on, there's always something to talk about over on Locked On Big Ten to get a good temperature and a read on the rest of the conference, including Penn State. And, of course, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps, such as iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Leave a rating. Leave a review. It helps us out a tremendous amount moving forward with the promotion on those various podcasting apps. And we genuinely appreciate your feedback. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Now, of course, we will have more content for you. We've got some more stuff coming up on the podcast, so make sure you're subscribed today. And again, the Twitter account is Locked On Nittany. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. And don't forget about our YouTube channel as well. We put up audio clips in video form from select episodes and, of course, including some content from this particular episode. So you can access that anytime along with the rest of your YouTube subscriptions as well. So just go to YouTube, search for Locked On Nittany, Lions, and uh, you should be set right there. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my college football coverage on AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. Again, I will say my spring preview for Penn State over on Athlon Sports was scrapped because there is no spring football, but don't worry, there is more content in the works, and I will be sure to share that with you guys as soon as it's possible. And with that, I wish you a good day, a good Wednesday. We're midway through the week. Let's go ahead and get through today and finish the week on a high note. So go 1-0 today. Come back, and we'll talk to you very soon.